The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to the Rod and Staff podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, Jason, and we are here for a special episode because we are actually recording on Thanksgiving Day. So happy Thanksgiving, Jason. Happy Thanksgiving right back at you. (laughs) So we have a a tradition that we've done uh, most Thanksgivings around our church, and so we participated again, once again, in a game of football this morning. We did. With some of the young guys so we can still feel like we're young. Um, how does your body feel right now? Not young. <laughs> no. As being our oldest member of uh, our game. <laughs> proud proud to be the, the Tom Brady in age uh, mm-hmm. of our group. Uh, sadly, not the Tom Brady in skill. <laughs> uh, but the, the, uh, the joints are sore. Muscles are sore. Glad we're sitting down for this. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I, I I work out a lot, so my body doesn't get as sore as it does. Was that a shot that. at me? Because I don't work out as much. Uh, well, Is maybe. that what you're saying? I'm just trying That's, to encourage you. I'm wow. being passive aggressive in that, that my was, comments. So. That was rough, Roger. <laughs> you, you, you know, I did a pretty decent job of defending you when you're you know three feet taller than me today. <laughs> Uh, they put us against each other on purpose, thinking we could just be irrelevant <laughs> together <laughs> off to the side. But they didn't realize you could have been their secret weapon. Uh, I know. I, I did get a couple of touchdowns, though, so I was really happy about that after my one of my drops that was just pathetic since it was right in front of me. I made up for it, so I'm happy about that. You did, and, and if they had only realized that literally all they had to do is throw, throw the it. ball up. Yes. That would be it. I would <laughs> jump if I had a stool, a ladder. It still wouldn't help. But they didn't realize it, so it was good for me. <laughs> well, maybe next year we'll have to uh, let them know. Or maybe they can put us both on the same team. That would be sad for, for that team. <laughs> but I'll go high, you go low. <laughs> it would be fun, though. It would be fun. Uh, well, as we think about Thanksgiving... Um, Another thing to think about is, uh, you know, what kind of traditions do you look forward to other than our, our annual football? Is there any other family traditions or anything that you have? Yeah, we every year for as long as I've known, uh, we all gather with uh, cousins, my, my father's side of the family, our cousins and uh, extended family at my parents' house. That's mom's holiday. She wants to oh. make sure she keeps and so we get to go there. I I recently, at least the last five to ten years, maybe now, I get to carve the turkey. Oh, nice! Yeah, so I usually go in early and carve up the turkey. Okay. Um, but yeah, we have a great time with the cousins on that side of the family every year, and enjoy that. It's uh, always fun to see, you know, a turkey, ham, and then hummus and the uh, yalanchi, <laughs> the the you know Armenian dishes yeah. <laughs> next to the the Thanksgiving meal. How about you guys? What, do you have a tradition Thanksgiving? Um, it's changed a lot over the past few years where we've gone out to restaurants. We've gone to different families' houses. And uh, yeah, it's different now mm-hmm. uh, than it was. But there's always been one tradition I mentioned to you earlier that <laughs> we always watch the Detroit Lions pretty much lose every Thanksgiving. We have high hopes for how great it's going to be and the game's going to be. And then our hopes are dashed to pieces as we watch them 
on live TV across the country lose. But I'm a faithful Lions fan. I watch them Good for you. lose all the time. It's kind of like being a Clippers fan for those that Ouch. are in L.A. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you did have some highlights. You had Barry Sanders. Uh, we did. And we carried the entire team. <laughs> literally. And the entire other team sometimes when he was running. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you had some days, and then who was that? The wide receiver. I keep forgetting his name. Calvin Johnson. Oh, Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Come on. But they players. only get one player at a time who's right. good. We don't actually right. put a team together. You just get one player. So that's true. Their strategy hurts them. Now but. this may be there may be something really unique this year because is I can't I think this is from what I know the first time ever that there's a Thanksgiving in the United States at least where the World Cup is going on. Mm. I, right, it's always played in the summertime, but yeah. this year since it's in Qatar, it's uh, they did it, they pushed it to November. So that's probably a first this year. Yeah, that's right. It's an kind exciting of, sports time right kind now. Kind of exciting, yeah. yeah. Well, let's get into our topic of the day. We're going to uh, look at this uh, theme of Thanksgiving and gratitude. You came up with some topics of thinking through gratitude that I think would be uh, good for us to go through and think about uh, why it's important. Uh, look through some scriptures and, and discuss this idea of gratitude and the importance of it. I, I don't know about you, but I think it's easy to slip into um, not being uh, thankful. Oh, yeah. Um, you just go along and you forget to thank the Lord for all that he's given. We become complacent or you just take for granted things. You don't realize how thankful uh, you could have been until you lose something at times. Yep. Um, so it's important to reset our minds at times and to uh, yeah. uh, rethink why we need to be thankful. You came up with five different categories. So we'll go through these uh, one at a time and yep. look at some scripture and talk through that. And all of these are uh, including gratitude and and something else. Yep. So the first thing we're going to look at or talk about, since we're, gonna, we're looking at each other, but right. we're not looking at us, <laughs> right. is uh, mm-hmm. gratitude and humility. Gratitude yeah. and humility. Yeah. Uh, just, as I've thought about it, <clears throat> the more grateful I am, mm. the more my eyes are off of myself onto the Lord, mm. uh, thinking about, all that he's provided and thinking about my need for that provision mm-hmm. and my dependence on him for that provision. And that, that brings me back down to, to, you know, reality. And it really humbles me, which is a, a good place I think to be. Uh, and so to me, gratitude and humility, just for my personal walk with the Lord go hand in hand. When I'm struggling and wrestling with times of pride, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's much more likely that I'm not being grateful and acknowledging the goodness and faithfulness of God in those times. Yeah, I think that I think of the passage in Deuteronomy, I can't remember the exact scripture where it talks about how God has given us the ability uh, to create wealth, for example, mm. and the skill sets. And you think of those who were skilled um, at building the temple in the Old yeah. Testament, that sure, we're the ones doing the actions, but it's God who has given us the ability, the strength that all comes from him where in the world, it's your self-made man, your self-made yep. woman. You, you've done it. Look how intelligent you are, how, you know, uh, uh, how innovative you are. Right. But we look back and say, yes, but it wasn't from us that that came. It goes back to the Lord to remind us to be humble 
of even any accomplishments that are accomplished not because of us, but because God has worked in and through it all. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about, um, I think about the idea of stewardship, the idea mm-hmm. that all good gifts come from the Lord, that whatever we have, uh, we're not really owners. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, if the Lord gives me an opportunity to love someone well or serve someone well, and I, I do a faithful job in that. It, it's still for his, it's about yeah. him and his glory. It's the strength that he's provided, the the will that he's provided, the desire that he's provided, thinking of Paul and Philippians 2 even, right? Even those things come from him. Mm. My heart on its own, left to my own devices, I'm wretched. And all that I have is from his grace. Mm-hmm. The, the, the more I acknowledge that, uh, the more humbly I can uh, live and, and walk. And and I think that's that's walking in reality right when we're in that uh, sense of humility before the lord yeah any particular scriptures come to mind um when you think of gratitude and humility and we'll we'll cover some for the other uh yeah i I think i guess the one that that we talked about a little earlier off the air that i think helps me in this is when i compare so the kind of the opposite of humility Mm. is pride Mm -hmm. and you've got romans 1 uh, verse 21, where he's talking about the unrighteous, the, those against whom God's wrath is revealed. And he says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. And so that, that verse reminds me that when I'm not acknowledging God and I'm not uh truly appreciating and accepting that all I have is from him mm-hmm. that I'm looking just like the, the, the futile uh, thinking and living of the world and the unrighteous. And when you think of even this holiday, mm. you know, people talk about being thankful, right? <laughs> and it's really God's common grace. They may not acknowledge it, yep. but in God's common grace, he's bestowed good things on all people. Yeah. And we can understand how people can just be generically thankful for things and leave God out because we know it came from God anyway. Right. But we have so much more to thank. Yeah. Uh, the Lord for which humbles us to realize, you know, we're, we're exalting him and not ourselves. And, and to think that one of the key kind of defining identity kind of comment statements in the New Testament about an unbeliever is that they don't thank God. Mm. That, that's so fascinating to me. It's always yeah, been is. intriguing. Like that, that is part of who they are. They do not honor God nor thank him. I don't want to look like that. Yeah. You know, we have, you know, as Paul says in, in first Thessalonians, we have this, you know, we have turned from false gods to the true God, but do we acknowledge him? Yeah. Uh, and, and we need to daily. And I think that will keep us so grounded and it'll change the way we relate to others. And we'll get to, to yeah. you know some of that too. But it, it just changes everything for us when we realize where everything we have comes from. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's look at your second uh, topic here. And this is gratitude and faith. Yeah. What do you add to the gratitude and faith? I, I, it's closely connected to what we already discussed. It, it's when I'm grateful to the Lord for being the source of all good things, Mm -hmm. um, it also helps me to trust him 
more for the future as well. So if I can look back and go, that's all from the Lord and I'm so grateful, it also helps me to be able to think that it, it helps me to think on his character, mm-hmm. the, the God who provides, the God who protects, the God who has done all these things and I can trust him. He's worthy of my my trust. And so my my faith increases as I keep my eyes on him and his supply to me, to us, um, which mostly means looking at Christ. But hmm. Would you, you also say there's an aspect of dependence? Oh, yeah. Because I, I think of, um, you know, I work at a nonprofit, and when God provides, and sometimes he provides abundantly, mm-hmm. that it's easy to get our eyes off of that dependence. Yep. We can thank the Lord, but even there, it's, are we remaining dependent at all times? Yeah. We're thankful, but we're not independent now. We're not just, oh, thank you for all you give me. Okay, I don't need you anymore. It's, no, I want to grow in that. We knew where it came from. God's resources are unlimited. But at the same time, to draw us into a deeper faith, a deeper dependence upon him. Yeah. That gratitude for what he's done helps us to do. You know, when I'm talking to the kids, um, and I, I sometimes will say, okay, give me three things you're grateful for today. Mm. It really frustrates me when they can't come up with anything. <laughs> Their iPhone, the you iPad. know, exactly. It's all these ridiculous <laughs> things. And so I, I think, you know, um, but, but I'm like that too. And mm-hmm. I think, okay, if I spend more time r- remembering the things that I ought to be grateful for to the Lord, if I am specific in those things and I stop and spend the time, Lord, you've given me the air that I breathe. You've given me health and lungs that allow me to breathe. (laughs) You, you've given me a church family that is such an important blessing to me. You've given me the word of God. You know, I start going through all the things. Um, It helps me to see how trustworthy he is and how dependent I am on him for everything. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, these things definitely go hand in hand together. Yeah, I've used that with with uh, people I've counseled when they've had their eyes off of the Lord and they get frustrated with life or they get frustrated with, okay, this isn't occurring in my life. I'm not mm-hmm. here in my career. I don't have this material good. And they just, they're, they're thinking, their thinking is so focused on this world. Yeah. I, I tell them, well, each day, just write what you're thankful for. You know, write down those things God has provided mm. because we forget and our yep. mindset gets off and, it, and it's talking to yourself. Yep. It's reminding yourself, here is what God's done. And it helps change your mindset into remembering it's not as bad as you're making it out to be. And you're so focused on one thing. This will help remind you uh, of the Lord. So, And I think it's good to remind us, uh, to remind ourselves <clears throat> of the times that what we thought was good for us. And we didn't get, you know, that we didn't get, we thought that we, that's what we wanted. We desired it. We didn't get it. And later on, often we realized why if we had gotten it, yeah. it wouldn't have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good to remind us, uh, to remind ourselves of that and be thankful for that as well. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for withholding this from me so that I can think like you're saying, my, my thinking can be reoriented around God as good and faithful and sovereign. So when he gives or when he withholds. I can trust him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Third category we have here is gratitude and grace. Gratitude and grace. Yeah. 
this one, when I was thinking about um, just the idea of, of gratitude, um, that we're thankful for what God has given, and he's given freely. Hmm. So he, he's provided, he's just poured out this blessing. We're grateful for his grace because we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right? If we if we think about what we actually deserve, um, it, it is not the provision, the blessing, the abundance, uh, the flourishing, the thriving. It's not Christ. We mm-hmm. don't deserve Jesus. But at the same time, I keep thinking. So I, that was one aspect of grace connected to gratitude. The other uh, aspect was the more grateful I am to the Lord, the more gracious I am toward people. That's a connection I've felt in my life. The more um, I see how much God has given freely to me without demand, Mm. right? The more I want to take of that provision, of that good stuff that he's given to me, of the blessings, and give to others and be like my father in heaven in that way. So to me, gratitude and grace are, are connected. Yeah. I like that connection. Had a thought about that. And you know, when you look at the world around us, <clears throat> the world is all about self, Yeah. right? Self, uh, whatever you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. And we don't look at others with an attitude of grace, at least right now in our culture, it seems that rudeness is a virtue, <laughs> yeah. right? We've, we've yep. lost our graciousness to other people. We see it yep. every day and how people talk to one another. I mean, the Twitter uh, <laughs> stuff we see, the tweets. I mean, yep. sometimes it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. it ha- have have we become this low as just you know a, a, a people? Yeah, uh, the way people drive these days. You know, and and so yeah, that that aspect of being a conduit of God's grace that He's given us to other people. Yeah, it will make you stand out. Yep. Right now, because that's not what occurs. And, and I don't, I don't think you can be gracious toward others and giving toward others and selfless toward others if you don't have gratitude to God for what He's provided. Yeah. If you don't see Him as the source, if you're not grateful to Him for all those things, you're going to be focused on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really see this connection. You know, um, even. You know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. The idea is you go look out, you're, you're seeking the kingdom. You're doing, you're living that righteous life because he's all don't, you don't have to worry about yourself. He's provided it. Yeah. He, he's got this. And that's what we say in marriage too, right? If you're looking for how you can care for the other, your spouse, mm. what you yes. can provide and not what you can get, yep. you'll get both. Yep. And you'll be more blessed, but it's so hard because the default is no, that I'm not getting what I want. And so we get back into our, yeah. our natural struggle. Um, yes. Sinful nature. So in a sense we could say gratitude, um, opposes selfishness. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We've got a couple more. I, I like the next two, this one on gratitude and contentment. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you perfectly content with absolutely everything in your life? Oh, of course. Aren't you? I haven't uh, got to that level. You haven't of reached that level, level. of sanctification so I, so I yet? I want to learn. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, don't I wish. Um, I was thinking, is it the first Timothy? I didn't even put it on our, our list here, but first Timothy um, chapter 6. 
verse six, but godliness with contentment Mm. is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Uh, And you you, you think about that among other passages, of course, this idea of contentment. Um, If I'm not grateful, it's because I want more and more and more. I feel like I'm lacking. I'm missing something, something that I, I need or I deserve and or I really, really want, which is the same thing as me deserving, right? You know, because I want it. Um, but if we have grateful hearts, this just goes hand in hand with the sentiment of um, I am satisfied with you, Lord, where I am. I'm content. I'm content not because... Um, I have everything that I want. I'm content because I know that I have everything I need in you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. doesn't mean that I, I can't have desires. It means that those desires are not going to control me. And that can only come, I believe, from uh, being grateful. Yeah. Yeah, especially because everything we're around, the the air around us is get everything you can get and everything you want and you should have no limits on anything you desire because that is the highest standard. Yep. And this, this opposes envy. Mm -hmm. This opposes covetousness, right? It's, it's again, you know, gratitude is the opposite of those things. And and so is contentment. So as I think about, you know, what we want to cultivate. So we're talking about Thanksgiving and it all, you know, it's once a year, (laughs) once a year, we're thankful. Uh, It it should be every day, right? Because it opposes um, and it helps train us too in that godliness of, again, looking to the Lord, trusting, like we said, his provision, being satisfied that he knows better than we do, um, and, and, and resting in that. Yeah. And we think about our hearts and how even redeemed our hearts still struggle with desires. Oh, yeah. These strong longings. For more, yep, more something different, and and not having that in check causes so many difficulties in our life. Yeah, because we we don't we're we're not content, and yep. then when we finally gra- grasp contentment, it goes away, right? Because we have to learn it. You have to learn it, and again and again, you don't end it. You <laughs> right. don't ever just That's oh, right. I finally am content, yeah. or if I finally get this, I'm going to be content. I finally get married. I finally get the job. I right. finally get the car. I'm going to be content. But then you arrive and you realize you weren't content. And you keep striving and striving, right? I mean, Solomon's lesson. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. he was never content. He he tested his heart and realized it cannot be satisfied with this world. That's right. Nothing right. under the sun is going to provide that contentment for us. And marketing and advertising knows that, and they're so good at exposing that. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And and, and we, we don't defend ourselves against it. No. And the way, I think the way to defend against that is gratitude, mm. right? Is, is processing and, and, and thinking in these terms. I was thinking about, okay, whatever we're going through, and there are some brothers and sisters going through a lot more than I have ever gone through. And I don't mean to lessen the suffering that they're enduring, not one bit, because I think there's really great suffering out there. Um, but Paul says something like, you know, um, it, the, 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 
suffering, the, the light momentary affliction, yeah. right? And, and what he was enduring, by the way, wasn't light or momentary, yeah. it seems to me. But but he says it that way, light momentary affliction. It can't be compared, right, yeah. to the weight of glory. That So you, you've got this, this mindset from Paul that I'm going to focus on the weight of glory to come. I'm going to... I'm going to focus on the things that I know are mine in Christ. And that is my defense against allowing anything to rob me of contentment. Okay. Now, again, we're learning it, right? So we're having to look to Christ. I guess the the question that you have to ask yourself regularly is, is Christ not enough? But I'm suffering, Lord. Is Christ not enough? Yeah. I'm, I'm in pain. I know, but is Christ not enough? And it's hard, mm-hmm. but um, keeping our eyes on him and being grateful daily for eternity, forgiveness, salvation, it can't be taken. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. You know, reminding us of those things, reminding ourselves of those things is, is really important. Look for contentment in all the wrong places. We do. Right. We do. I do. I don't know about you. I do. I look for it in the wrong places. I don't know why you struggle when you're perfect. So let's look at the last one. <laughs> Gratitude and obedience. I think this is a really good yeah. uh, topic to think through. Gratitude and obedience. How does our gratitude help our obedience to the Lord? You know, um, the pressure to obey, if you think that your obedience is what's going to get you the favor from God— <laughs> is impossible mm-hmm. and and you first of all your motivations would be wrong your heart would be in it in a selfish way but when you know the grace of god and what it's provided and what he's done for us and, and the imputation of christ's righteousness in our account and our sins to his and everlasting life that that we just said won't ever be taken away um it it gives us reason motivation to go Yes, Lord, where will you lead me? I will follow. Um, yeah, I, I think the the times of greatest obedience for me have always been the times of most and greatest gratitude. But you're the one who added this topic uh, mm-hmm. to our list, which I think is the, the perfect one to end with, too. What's on your mind when you think about this? Is it is it Heidelberg? Guilt, grace, gratitude? Yep. And, then, and as I think about it, I and, and and we've talked about this over the years. You know, when when you would preach and you would call us to obedience, my question has is been, why should I obey the Lord? Yeah. So do I obey the Lord because I fear his punishment mm-hmm. or I fear his discipline? Mm-hmm. Should I obey the Lord because I want reward and I want blessings? Mm. You know, those two questions I think drive a lot of people's um, response to the Lord. Mm-hmm. We respond because if we don't obey, he's going to get you mm-hmm. or we respond of, Oh, if I obey the Lord, he's going to bless me. Yep. Or maybe we fear he's going to take his blessing away if I don't obey him. Yeah. But where is the category of I respond to my heavenly father with gratitude for all he's done for me. And now I want to follow. I want to obey Lord. How can I, how can I, uh, respond to you? Not because I want something from you, but because my heart is turned to you. Yeah. You know, and so I've always thought it, it, it's one of the 
primary motivation, not the only motivation right. for obedience, right. but one of the primary ones that keeps your heart right yeah. and straying into extremes and something that you have to always go back to. Yep. It's not just you wake up, okay, I'm grateful to what I'm going to obey. Because there are some days I don't want to obey the Lord. I, sure. Whenever I sin, I don't want to obey Him. That's it's right. just the nature of sin. But when I reset my mind, you know, the, the Psalm, Psalm 103, I think it is, about all that the Lord has done for us. It's recounting all He's done for us as motivations for, you know, Lord, how, how might I now follow you? I think just becomes a powerful motivator uh, to keep us uh, with the right response to the Lord. So when we're obeying him, it's not a taskmaster. Yeah. It's my father. It's not I have to. I want to. Changes it, it you know. It, it seems to me that that is both the most glorifying to God and the most enduring motivation for us, like the one that will last. Yeah. Um, I think about it with my children, right? It's always going back to my children. Um, when, <laughs> when, when they, when they obey out of fear of punishment, I'm grateful that they've obeyed certainly. Yeah. Um, but when they obey or they do that, which is right and good because they're grateful because they, they just, they know that this is right. This is honoring, you yeah. know? It's a whole different thing. It's a whole different kind of obedience in a sense. Now, I think that, like you said, there are all these elements to it. It's not that, you know, this is the only motivation because we see in scripture, uh, fear definitely is, mm-hmm. pre- you know, reverence for the Lord. That's there as well as reward is in mm-hmm. scripture. Um, but this gratitude, I think, is like the most enduring, lasting kind of motivation for obedience and good works. And think of it as a pastor when you're preaching. You can get people to obey the Lord if you want to guilt them or you want to increase their fear. Yeah. But think about the difference when somebody comes to you and is so overwhelmed by all that Christ has done Mm -hmm. and they gladly and willingly want to now live for the Lord. Yep. What a difference that is. Yeah. Because that endures more because once you remove the fear or the punishment and the rewards, what are you left with? Well, if you're, yeah. you start and you, you focus on the gratitude, that never leaves. That's right. There's always salvation and all the benefits to be grateful for. There may not always be the wonderful blessings of this life. There may be times where God chastises us, not because we were disobedient, but because he's teaching us and growing us. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Job, you know, all the unanswered questions there. Um, and so I just think it's a, it's an important thing to remember. Yeah that our gratitude fuels our obedience and helps us to respond to the Lord in a way that is lasting. And, and so the more we ponder the, the gifts, the good things that God has done, things that we must be grateful for, the more our hearts being turned toward him will want to obey. Yeah. And that's a, a great thing. Well, that's a great way to end our thanksgiving special episode (laughs) hope you enjoyed this episode if you have any comments or questions we'd love to hear hear them you can send us uh, an email at feedback at rodandstaff.org leave us a comment on our facebook page Um, but we're glad you joined us and we hope that you'll uh, join us next time if you enjoyed this episode of the rod and staff podcast please subscribe 
and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.